1: Welcome to Future of Flushing. I'm Vito Khaleesi. With me to the right is Jonathan Barron. With me to the left is Kevin Parada. We're at the Arizona Fall League over in, you guessed it, Arizona. Kevin, (laughs) it's your first full year pro ball. You're here at the Arizona Fall League now, so an extended first full year Mm -hmm. pro ball. How has that journey been from then to now?
2: It's been a huge learning experience, you know. Obviously, starting at big league camp and spring training and then playing my first full year, going from high A to double A, and then now playing in the fall league against a bunch of guys that are, I'd say more, more than most are probably gonna be in the big leagues at some point in the next couple of years. It's an awesome experience, you know, you don't, not a lot of guys get to say they get to do stuff like this. And when you look at it hindsight, like we're playing and it's, I don't know, almost November. But if you wanna win a championship at the big league level, like, You're going to be
0: going from from spring training all the way through this time period right now speaking of spring training you and i chatted back i think it was february a long time Mm -hmm. ago you were in big league camp with the mets you were working with some future hall of famers and a bunch of other great players so now that you look back on that experience what was it like what did you learn and how did it help you prepare for the 2023 season
2: it's a lot of process oriented i mean you play so many games that one you can't really like day to day worry about your stats it's not I'd say like in college, um, it was one of those things that you need to perform in college right away because it's a shorter, it's a much shorter season. So if you have a bad week, you have a bad two weeks, it kind of defines how your season went, where right now it's like, you're gonna have your ups and downs. There's so many games, we're playing, I, think, I don't even know how many games I played this year, um, but it's like staying processed, staying with what your foundation is like and you're gonna to have to tweak things throughout because that's part of playing the game of adjustments. But um, seeing these, like seeing the big leaguers, the biggest thing was like they stuck to their process every single day in camp, and it didn't matter like if it was a pitcher throwing off the mound that day or a guy hitting in the cage that day. It's like they stick to it and they make make minor adjustments throughout the time. But for for the most part, it's pretty their foundational part of it is always the same. Um, for how how whatever works for them. And so that's the thing that I learned the most is that it's like, and something I strive to continue to grow is like, where can I become foundationally better? And know that it's like, if things aren't going my way so much, like I can lean back on this and know that in the long run, over the course of 162 games or a, um, a span like that, it's gonna work out in my favor.
1: Now, as John said, you got to work with a bunch of pro ballers, future Hall of Famers, and spring training, you also got to spend the entire season, a good part of the season, working with some incredible players in the Mets system, Mm -hmm. especially when you're with the Binghamton Rumble Ponies. Yep. Tell us what it was like from the catcher's perspective, uh, having a battery mate and seeing this lineup of guys that could possibly be the future of the Mets rotation.
2: You know, it's it's impressive watching them, um, what they were doing in Binghamton. I mean, every guy was, Nasty. They had good stuff. They were, in my opinion, very easy to catch. Um, Obviously, as you continue to keep going up in levels, it gets easier and easier because guys know what they're trying to accomplish and everything. And I thought they were honestly a very mature staff. Like, for what they do between Dom, Christian Scott, Blade, Tyler Stewart, um, Paul Gervais, you name them, like, they just – went about their business, they knew what they were trying to accomplish and obviously they're tweaking things because they still have a journey and a goal to get to just as much as I do. Uh, but they were there every day doing their thing and they competed and that's, that's honestly as a catcher all I can ask for in the end is if a guy's out there competing then <laughs> there's whatever happens happens
0: because baseball ha- changes all the time. Now speaking of catching, obviously you're a catcher as we know. Mm-hmm. But your mom, she didn't want you to be a catcher when you were no, growing up. She did. So how did you win that battle with your mom to become a catcher and you know be where you are right now?
1: I've not won many battles <laughs> with <Yeah>. my mom.
2: <laughs> you know,
0: it's one of those things that my mom
2: sought the reverse psychology of like, you know what? Like, fine, I'll after saying no so many times, I'll let you do it. You're not gonna like it, and then it does, and then you're just gonna find another position on the field, and then it was kind of funny that I just ended up falling in love with it and happened to be pretty good at it. So it, that, that always helps. And, you know, I, I've played other positions. i sure. I like playing. It's not like I just wanted to catch when I was younger. I loved playing everywhere, but it just happened
0: to be my home. And what is it about catching that you love so much? You're kind of the field captain out there as Vito <laughs> said, you're working with the pitchers, the pitchers and the catcher are controlling the game. What is it about catching that Kevin Parada loves so much?
2: That is the part right there—is controlling the game, having a, a say of like, all right, I'm I'm putting this finger down for this reason or because I think this. Like, that's the game within the game that a lot of people don't understand. And I've lear- thats actually one thing I learned from a lot of big leaguers—is once you're at that level, like everybody knows what you're good at, everybody knows what you have or what that is, and now it just becomes that that game of chess of like, all right, like. I'm gonna throw this pitch probably in this count. Now, am I gonna execute it or not? And if I don't as a hitter, I'm gonna do damage. If not, vice versa, the guy's got, the pitchers got me out. And so I think that's like the coolest part about it is there's such a big chess game that a lot of normal fans may not understand uh, when you first look at it and why baseball is so hard. Isn't it? It's like, it's already one physically hard to do and put bat on ball but then now you're playing a chess game, and especially as a catcher, when you know a pitch is coming and the guy still executes it and still gets you out, you're like, it's, it's, not, it's,
0: it's hard, especially hitting. And another wrinkle to that, I don't know how much experience you have with it, is the automatic ball strike system, mm-hmm. which they're using in AAA some days of the week, they're using it in Florida State League. Yeah. Does that add another element of that chess game, framing, calling pitches, knowing that sometimes it's the home plate umpire that's calling balls and strikes? Other times it's IBM Watson. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I've actually, I mean, I've used it a little
2: bit between a couple games here in the Fall League and uh, Loe and St. Lucie, we had it. And I honestly love the challenge system. Like I thought it was one of those things that was really awesome because you don't take the human element out of it from the umpire necessarily. It's like, but it gives you the opportunity to be like, no, I'm pretty adamant that was a strike or I'm pretty adamant that was a ball. And you have the opportunity to overturn. It. Um, and I thought it was a really cool little aspect of it because it's like, all right, framing still matters. The umpires still for the most part, especially at this league they're they're pretty good, but it's like every once in a while they might miss a call, and that call might be able to change the game, and if you have the wherewithal to be like, "No, that was a strike or no, that was a ball, it could completely turn in that bat, it could turn how a game goes. so I think it's a really cool wrinkle that could be that I believe will be added in the future and um, I think it's an important thing as a catcher, especially to continue to understand
1: the rule changes that are coming out over the last few <clears> years <throat> and in the future, all have a direct impact on the catcher specifically. I mean, mm-hmm. the pitch system almost for some people takes away some control of the catcher at the mi- uh, major league level. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the pitch usage? I
2: think it's, it's honestly very useful. Like you press a button and they, this is the pitch I want because it's, It's the same game, it's just now, instead of putting a signal down uh, between your legs, you're just pressing a button and if the pitcher's like, no, I don't want that, do something else. And now, I mean, I know it takes away from the like, runner on second, trying to like steal a sign from the catcher and a couple other things. But, you know, I think it's a very efficient, easy way and especially less opportunities to get crossed up because that's that's one of the safety things that I think people might not necessarily understand, but it's like if it's a hard if it's a night that it's hard to see and pitcher doesn't see a, a curveball or a fastball as well and doesn't know exactly it's like the last thing you want is someone getting hurt because the wrong pitches come and so I think it's a cool I think it's very useful and very helpful.
1: Now we spoke about your style and about how important you find the relationships. What has it been like working here, other catchers from other organizations here? Have you gotten a tall game? figure out what other people do, see how you can impart that into your game?
2: Yeah, I mean, you talk to everybody about everything. I think that's the coolest thing about baseball is you learn from your peers just as much as you would learn from a coach, if not, maybe more. Um, And I mean, I've had peers that are in their 40s at spring training and guys now that it's like, we're all around the same age, but you get to learn from all different walks of life, different different things that people have learned, how different people see things. And it's just, you just get to learn. And that's the coolest thing about baseball is that something might apply to you or something might work for you that someone else has learned in their life. And other times it doesn't. And that's, but that's why we're different. And that's why baseball is a unique game.
0: Who have been some of the most impactful people on your career to this point, whether it's guys you've met along the way, teammates, coaches, mentors, whatever it might be.
2: Yeah, um, I mean, obviously, first of all, it's my family. I mean, they've obviously, if they don't support you yeah. through everything that you go through between paying for the travel ball games all the way to like supporting you to go to college away from home and different stuff, like, I wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't be in the spot that I am now um cleaning catcher
1: pads <laughs> yeah. that's why she don't want you to be catching yeah. you need the knee savers too i don't know if yeah.
0: I, I might be aging myself but some of the catcher gear in little league didn't have the knee savers yeah and like my knees are i'm 32 and my knees are shot already i rarely
2: actually use knee savers really yeah i'm just how are your
0: knees I feel
2: fine all right yeah i think you just you just get used to it so maybe there's the aches and pains that i just don't notice sure. because of what i do but yeah my, when mom cleans your your dirty white pants every <laughs> night for the next game, and they're they're white again. Like you know, it's, it's little things like that. Like sometimes you just you just look in perspective and you're like, I didn't thank my mom or dad enough, but it's um, they've always been supportive. My hitting coach Al Quintana, like worked with him for I think t- since I was nine, 10 years old. So it's been a really long time. Yeah. Um, and he knows my swing better than anybody. So it's, it's awesome getting to work with people like that. And, you know, like in the Mets organization right now, like our catching coordinator, Bob Nadel, has been awesome to work with for me because he's done it before. He's, he know, he's had guys that um, have learned from him that have been in the big leagues. And he just takes all the different perspectives, likes to learn, and like I said, we'll take bounce things off different catchers of like, Hey, this worked for this guy. Maybe it'll work for you. Um, and he's like, it's not always necessarily true, but just, I think that's, those are some people that in baseball, at least so far in my experience, I've been super thankful for it.
0: At the end of the season, you get promoted to Binghamton, a team that was on the verge of the playoffs. <laughs> they make the playoffs. They went around. What was that experience like for you getting a taste of that, you know, uh, important baseball type games?
2: Yeah, I got the opportunity last year to win a championship with A, so it's like we got to play some important baseball games. And, you know, nothing is like playoff baseball. Like, yeah, we play 140 games, but everybody knows that the playoff games matter a little bit more. Everything's a little like the stakes are higher, everything is is higher. So it's every opportunity that you get to play, even if it's a minor league game or a big league game, like everything in between it all it's all important and i and i love I love that atmosphere i love like I know uh watching the Phillies and Diamondbacks last night you see Citizens Bank Park and you're just like that could be next year, that could be in a couple of years, who knows like but seeing that crowd and that atmosphere like yeah it, it gives you a little bit something to play for, and you're like no wonder why guys want to win a championship or make them even make the playoffs to get an opportunity because. You roll the dice once you're there, you just gotta get there.
1: And we're in Arizona right now where the World Series is about to take place. Has being here and feeling that energy of the city and looking forward to what this place might look like next week, kind of had an impact on you at all and being like, I would love to help New York get this feeling when I make it up there? Yeah, I mean, you watch it on TV all the time and it's like, why
2: why not our organization? And it's like, obviously we got guys that weren't Mets and now are Mets, and we got guys that are homegrown like I am so far. And it's like, why can't we take this organization to the next level to go win a championship or put ourselves in a position where you can roll the dice at the end. And I mean, it's a little bit of luck, but what, whatever happens, happens. And just having that opportunity. And I mean, if you can get an opportunity to fill up city field, like citizens bank was last
1: night then who knows what could happen and something you just said we've said all year i mean like you said all this talent comes in this year all this talent we have in this organization right now it's just been so much fun to watch and all season on our nightly podcast we said fans take note of this rumble ponies lineup because this could be a team that we're talking about in 2028 we could be Mm -hmm. saying it all started here at the rumble ponies with guys like you guys like christian scott guys like paul gervais all these names. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a, it's just a really exciting time to be a Mets fan, and yeah. um, you know you're a part of that. What's your message
0: to Mets fans in terms of the future? The 2023 season's about to end. You're a huge part of it. Like Vito just said, all the talent that you played in with the St. Lucy Mets, the Brooklyn Cyclones, out the Binghamton Rumble Ponies, all you guys kind of moving up the ranks together. How excited should Mets fans be for the future? In the opinion of Kevin Perata,
2: I think they should be excited. You know, obviously we want to win, and like last year, it was. They wanted to win last year, and things came short, but that's not. I know that the Mets have something going where it's like winning is there. It's going to happen. I truly believe it's going to happen. When, I don't know. Um, but that's the thing. is like I, th- I think we're putting the pieces in the right place where hopefully in the next few years things do go in the way that we want them to go. As, as a player and also as a little bit of a fan then it's yeah. like, I, I want the Mets to win. I want them to compete. And it's like, and I would absolutely be, would love
0: to be a part of that. Now, this is gonna be a hard transition, but before we started talking, we were chatting, kicking it around a little bit, and we found out you're a huge hockey guy. Yeah. And uh, for all the listeners of Future of Flushing, I'm a big hockey guy, too. Guy loves hockey. I don't stop talking about hockey. It's like nope. it's a hockey podcast, with a little Mets minor league action on the side. It's Sometimes we talk Jets. We talk a lot of football, too. We'll get to that in one second. <laughs> but um, so I'm curious, you're a catcher. You wear all the pads, all the gear. And I, I would have to imagine that if you were a hockey player, that means that you'd, you'd be a goalie, right? it's all, it's, it's absolutely apples. not. What do you mean?
2: I would rather score goals. I mean. It's like hitting home runs, you know. I, I mean, like, I get it. But... Like, would you rather? I mean, it's cool to I be. Th- this, like...
1: I feel like your mom got in your head with the catcher thing, and yeah. it's going over the goalie no, thing now. No, yeah. I,
2: I think being a goalie is a little bit different than being, like, than like than being a catcher. No, you're
1: squatting. You're in a bunch of pads, and you're standing in front of an object. Same thing. Yeah, I, I think it's come on. It,
0: it's apples yeah. to apples. I've, I've always thought to be a goalie, you've got to be a little bit sick in the head. I mean, I mean, I, I, mean, <laughs>
2: I, I do bit, believe right? that. Yeah. I don't think I'm sick enough in the head. To, to be like, a catcher, yeah, a
1: you, got a, you got some pretty fast balls coming oh, at you. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You know, it's, it's one of those things that, no, I would, if I had the opportunity, I would rather score goals than, than stop
0: goals. Oh, and I guess this lines up because I'll ask you this question I asked you in spring training. Would Kevin Parada rather throw a, a would-be base stealer <laughs> out for the final out of a game, which I think you did in spring training, actually, after I asked you the question, mm-hmm. or... Hit a walk off home run. What's the answer, Kevin? Hit a walk off home run. There you go. It's <laughs> offense first, right? Defense is important hey, too.
2: It's both important, but like <laughs> I mean, there's nothing like a walk-off home run. There's probably nothing like scoring a goal in hockey.
0: We asked uh, we asked <clears throat> Nolan McLean, the two way player, the same question and uh, he undoubtedly instantly said walk off home run too. So I feel like there aren't too many people well, that Well his was strikeout, say. his was getting a strikeout. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: And before we get out of there, we do wanna give some Mets fans a the Mets fans Jets fans a connection Chargers fan right here we're <laughs> bonded by the Ladanian, Ladanian Tomlinson brotherhood Yep. how long have you been a Chargers fan I don't even know
2: I mean I just I grew up in LA and San Diego was close by but it, yeah I just remember I just remember playing mad in 07 all the time with with LaDainian Tomlinson and that halfback sweep worked way too well but yeah now the, obviously they're in LA but I haven't really got to catch a game yet at the stadium. So it might be something I might do this offseason.
0: But you're sticking with them, right? Like through thick and thin, no matter what,
2: Cause the Charger yeah. fan base right now. I mean, I they're mean left, they're left what, what do I got to lose at this point,
1: you know? I like, like that.
2: I like a guy yeah. that doesn't leave his team. Yeah, it's just like, what, will I go to a Jets game if someone invites me? Absolutely.
1: We'll like, invite you. Yeah,
2: like I'm not, I'm not against going to games or other teams because I, lo- I just love going to sports games. Sure. Same thing with hockey. like. I'm a Kings fan, but mm. if someone from the Rangers was like, hey, we want you to come to a game, I'm not saying no. Of course. But, yeah, I'm a, I'm a Chargers fan at heart. All
1: right. So we'll bring you to a Jets game. It's not going to be good. I mean, we're going to be sitting all the way up top, but, I mean, it's going to be <laughs> a good time, you know? We're going to watch the Jets win some football games this year. That's
0: right. So if you had to pick between the Jets and the Giants with a little New York twist, I'm assuming it, it would be the Jets? Am I pushing you oh, yeah. in that direction? Can <laughs> you just say yes? I,
2: I mean, sure, we'll go with the Jets. All I don't right. really, I mean, I don't. I'm not, I'm indifferent. I like, I'll go to either game, but.
0: Very political. Yeah. yeah. Smart guy. <laughs> well, we have one last question for you. Uh, Arizona Fall League is gonna wrap up in November, <clears throat> then it's back to work, getting ready for spring training. What are the biggest things you're gonna work on during the winter to be ready for when you report to Port St. Lucie?
2: I think it's just reassessing after the year, see what worked, what didn't work, and then how can I build off those, like I said, find a couple foundational pieces between swing, touching, whatever it is that I can really hammer out. And so it's like when we play 162 games or 140 or whatever it is throughout the year, like I've got something to rely on and really hammer those out to get ready for spring
1: training and to get ready to go. Well, dude, thanks so much for joining us. We're looking forward to seeing that next season. Looking forward to everything to come from you and uh, see you in the future. Thank you.